Your Internet Uncles podcast. So on the 25th of February of 2022, Russian forces violated the sovereign territory of Ukraine and initiated a war. And at this time, the war is just starting. It is ongoing. And it is unique after many decades of peace in Europe. Not that there have been many decades of peace throughout the globe, but in Europe it's been pretty quiet up until this point. So at this time, the Western powers are kind of sitting on their hands, dithering, making excuses not to intervene. Some easy things to kind of point out their reasoning would be their addiction to, well, Europe's addiction to cheap Russian natural gas. Potential fear of actually starting a third world war. There might be other reasons. I'm not going to speculate. I am not an expert on geopolitics. At this time, just want to point out there have already been a number of incidents and individuals who are coming uh, into public uh, consciousness, including the Snake Island 13 who have been deemed heroes of the Ukraine. They were killed to a man by naval shelling after telling a Russian ship, told him to surrender, to, quote, go fuck yourself, unquote. There is the ghost of Kiev, a MiG-29 air ace, the first in the 2000s. I don't know about pre-2000s, uh, after the Second World War, in the jet age. The hero Skakun Vitali, a naval soldier with Ukraine, who not having enough time to set up a timer or whatnot, he sacrificed himself blowing a bridge after Ukrainian forces evacuated an area, denying access to Russian forces. There has been a story I've been seeing on Reddit. Again, you can take this with a grain of salt. I like to believe it that uh, a Ukrainian couple who just recently got married, uh, actually the day prior to the war initiating, spent the first day of marriage collecting rifles. And now they're spending the rest of their lives, hopefully long, I pray that it's long, defending Ukraine. So it's a strange time. Um, it's easy for me to say, being completely away from it all, I feel bad for the people who've lost their lives and are negatively impacted due to at least one person, if not a cabal, cabal's selfish desires. The reasoning for this war, I don't know. I have been following closely. I'm sure lots of people, even experts, probably don't know. I like to point out Angela Merkel, the former chancellor of Germany, picked a very good time. Uh, to retire. She did that a few months ago in 2021. So this podcast is not specifically about that. And I'm just kind of riding the uh, coattails of it and talking about the time I actually went to Moscow. So this war with Ukraine has been long building up. You know, this is 2022 now. 
The ex and I went to Moscow in 2014, and even then, at that point, the Russian forces had already annexed the Donbass and Sevastopol. You know, they claimed that it was being, uh, they were supporting patriots in the area who wished to join Russia, and there were not totally not Russian soldiers there. They were just Russian tourists helping out, apparently. So these Russian tourists in uh, this annexed part of Ukraine actually shot down an airliner, a Malaysian Airlines airliner. And actually, it was a very bad year for Malaysian Airlines. That was the second jet they lost. So the Russian and the Peruvian, they had two weddings, one here in Canada and one in Russia. Because the Russian had moved from Russia with his family when he was in his early teens. So, you know, a lot of their family and friends are still there. So they want to hold a ceremony there. No one else from Canada went. Uh, I wonder why. It took a lot of convincing uh, to get the ex to agree to go on this. She said at first, you know, I should go alone. And she changed. eventually I convinced her to go come with me. Things were not completely at the rocks at this point. Actually, no, that's a lie. They probably were, but I was trying to make the best of it. But that's a different podcast. I had selfish reasons to to go because it seemed very evident after you know growing up in the air, last vestiges of the Cold War that not necessarily Iron Curtain 2.0 would go up. But as you can see now, Western nations dealing with Russia more than likely are gonna it's gonna be different. Right? There's a cynical part of me that due to economics and national self interest, Russia may get a slap on the hand. It wouldn't be the first time this has happened. Ask the Czechs about the UK. Ask Poland about the UK and France. You know, right right at the start of World War II. I'll leave it at that. Any case, going to Russia is was a challenge in itself. They, I decided to get the visa myself instead of hiring a service. That was that was a really stupid point uh, part uh, point on my part. There's a lot of forms to fill out. A lot of questions around uh, having been in the military or parallel military forces. I wonder why. Had the carrier courier the passports to the Russian embassy in Toronto, but the Canada Post person uh, who did the rounds there would always leave a sticker saying to go pick it up because he would always come during their lunch hour, even though he'd been told repeatedly not to come during that time and that they wouldn't come pick it up. Because I phoned the embassy at some point asking how long it would take, and they told me this. And I actually had to get it on the horn to a regional manager for Canada Post to get it delivered. That was a lot of stress. Also had the stress of booking hotels and whatnot. And you can't book hotels without you know, visa and passport and all that stuff. You know, it worked out. Passports didn't get lost, quote unquote, on the way back to us. And, you know, booked the tickets, booked the hotels, booked everything, got going. 
And just as we were boarding the plane, my mom got T-boned. Right? So I, as I mentioned in previous podcasts, this is my biggest regret. You know, we are literally on about to step on the plane and my mom got into a major accident. Luckily, she didn't have any broken bones. She was just had a lot of strain in her muscles and I had to get the bro to take care of it as we hopped on the plane. Probably would never live it down. But I could spend all day beating ourselves. Any case, we'll move on. We flew American Airlines over to Europe. As typical, the food was shit. Service was average, nothing to complain about. You know, nothing stellar, but not terrible. Not Ryanair terrible. I've never been on Ryanair, but I've only heard stories. Uh, just to skip ahead, we flew Lufthansa on the way back. And Lufthansa, I don't want to, I don't want to say Germans, but the Lufthansa really likes to, you know, put you at ease. They offered pre-meal, you know, booze, wine, beer, schnapps. Top-ups at mealtime. And it was very good food. I can't remember what it was, but it was pretty good. And, you know, booze on demand afterwards. Oh, they also offered the aperitif after the meal. And then additional booze. They also had metal utensils. And this is 2014. So 13 years after 9-11. This is during the era where you had to take off your shoes to go through security. Where you can't have more than 100 milliliters in a clearly marked bottle. Not even pregnant women or women with children. I've seen this happen in Canadian airports where they made this lady empty her bottle of milk for her newborn who was crying. Yes, border security is awesome. Any case, so we get to Russia and the Russian actually waited seven hours to pick us up. So I, I, I gave him a lot of leeway afterwards just for doing this because they lost, you know, they lost the ex's luggage. Well, they didn't lost it. They left it behind at the previous airport. And there was like a massive line which people keep cutting in line, you know, to file the, you know, late del delayed baggage, uh, baggage claim. And we even had Germans. We, I never thought would ever do this. Say, oh, we're just going to ask you a question real quick. And we saw them cut in line and then, you know, fill out forms. So last, that's the last time I trust Germans. We also saw a bunch of Vietnamese uh like people from Vietnam, officers from uh, various forces of Vietnam, because Vietnam and Russia have a very close relationship. Vietnam sided with the Soviet Union in the Sino-Soviet split. One of the reasons why China had a border war with Vietnam in 7980. The uh, Vietnamese actually also have a close relationship with Cuba, uh, I've been told. So... You know, Moscow was quite interesting, a mix of old and new, right? Went to the Kremlin, saw the Bolshoi Theater, didn't go inside. There's a lot, lot to see. Actually, we lucked out and we got there uh, in 2014. I'm not going to remember the exact number, but Moscow is over 800 years old. Not the oldest city, but we got there in time to celebrate its birthday, 800-somethingth birthday. And, you know, the Peruvian told us she had no idea. They just booked it, and it just luckily it seemed to work. It just worked out that their their wedding ceremony was on the same weekend. Right? There's lots of posters and everything everywhere. There's lots of I think there's music and whatnot. I'm exploring for a bit. 
interesting to learn that uh, what Russian salad is. It's usually something not a lot of like leaf leafy greens, and usually mixed with some kind of like mayonnaise dressing. That's what it seemed like. There was a lineup from McDonald's. There was amazing ice cream, and it was very cheap. Just little kind of little cart. That same ice cream here would have cost like five dollars, and it wouldn't have been half as good. It was actually like you know a lot of cream, you know, and very nice, uh, tasty custard used to make this ice cream. Also, very nice donair. Uh, random kebab shop. I remember getting it. It's nicely pressed. It's kind of uh, skinny style, like, and at first the ex didn't didn't want any, but she tried mine and. She's like, you're not getting this back, so I think we'll get another one for myself. Now, as before we went on this tour, it was an open-top, double-decker bus, and they recorded uh, the tour in multiple languages. You just have to pick the channel using their headset. So, just back to the real reason we were there. We were there for the Proving Russian's wedding, where I was, got, was made to dance. I was told I was the Asian Michael Jackson. Sorry, sorry, Michael. I I don't think I lived up to that title. There was an enormous meal. Uh, and there was a lot of vodka, of course, but there's also whiskey. And the vodka, of course, was amazing. I'm just going to go to the side. I watched Black Widow. And I swear they must have had a deal with Smirnoff because all the scenes in Russia had them drinking Smirnoff and I know that's bullshit because Smirnoff is garbage and I had way better vodka and I was told by the Russian that you know good vodka doesn't isn't that ex more expensive than shit vodka so I have a hard time believing that actual Russians would be drinking Smirnoff inside Russia maybe I'm wrong but it just smells like a heading opportunity for Smirnoff. Any case, we actually have very good vodka. There was also an incredible cake, and afterwards, the Peruvian kept, you know, she asked, like, asked us about it. It's like, did you remember that cake? It's like, no, I just remember it was really good. I don't remember what it actually tasted like. And she's like, yeah, no one does, right? Not her, not her husband. And to, I guess, add some sadness to the story, even though there's already sadness. Uh, the Peruvian Russian, I don't talk to them anymore. They had massive fights. Uh, unfortunately, I got tangled. It started happening like right after I started my divorce. So there was a lot of nasty fights. And actually kind of made me glad because the ex never brought our dispute to their level. I'll make a separate podcast on that if I ever do because it's personal for other people it's it wasn't good All right any case just wrapping up glad we were able to go to, to Moscow I don't know what's happening or what's going to happen after this war just know that you know a lot of people have lost their lives a lot more people are going to lose their lives you know Ukrainians and Russians and it's my understanding it's not for any good reason right 
you can believe whatever propaganda you want, right? But in the end, war only creates harm, devastation, and likely resentment going into the future, right? From the victims of war. And yeah, I wish I could end on a much better note, but I can't. But thank you for listening. I hope uh, this is some insight of you know, pre-February 2022 Moscow. A little little insight. Oh, uh, one small note. We passed through the Belgium airport on the way back. And a couple years later, it was blown up uh, in a terrorist attack. So yeah, things happen. But uh, moving on. Uh, you know, for your viewing consideration, I'd like to recommend the World War II channel. It's week-by-week -week coverage of the Second World War. And the host actually did week-by-week uh, -week coverage for the centennial of the First World War, which is a different channel and different producers. I don't know what went on there, but in any case, very good presentation, very well-researched. And probably good tie-in to what's happening now. So all I can say is, I hope you stay safe. Thank you again for listening. Uh, and thank you, Dennis. And hopefully peace will come sooner than later.